prepare yourselves for a journey through history. Get equipped for adventure. Grab your power gloves and super scopes, for it's dangerous to go alone. This is the Legend of Retro. Welcome to the Legend of Retro. I am Craig WK, and with me is my buddy, Xander. Which should come as zero surprise to you, since at the end of last episode, I told you what the next one would be, and that we were doing it right away. Yeah, we told you. Mm Mm-hmm. But you weren't paying attention. Or maybe you were, and you didn't believe us. You thought it was July Fools. Well, now who's the July Fool? Now who's the July Fool, Craig? They didn't believe us, Sander. Why didn't they believe us? I don't know. It's ridiculous. Mother 3, we're talking about it. Released in Japan (sighs) for the Game Boy Advance on April 20th, 2006. This Japanese-style role-playing game tells the story of what happened after Earthbound and how disaster strikes the lives of Tasmili Village, including Lucas and his brother, Claus. Mm-hmm. Um, can I tell you a sad confession, Craig? Yes, you may. Uh, I haven't played this game in about 15 years. If it's any consolation, uh, it's kind of a pain to play on my flashcard, and I also have not played it since I first beat it back then. Yeah, we, uh, I think you, me, and Sean all went together to, to save on bulk shipping and all got uh-huh. the same, uh, the same like hacked flashcard for the Game Boy Advance where you could play like whatever Game Boy Advance game you wanted. And the only one that we ever put on, or at least the only one I ever put on, Oh, was Mother 3 with the uh, the official fan translation patch. Yeah, so uh, obviously, if you've been on the internet or at a wrestling match, <laughs> uh, you know that Mother 3 has never been localized. Yep. Uh, and so uh, the, the website that Xander and I have sung the praises of in our Earthbound episode, starmen.net, mm-hmm. Uh, which we were both on back when it was uh, Earthbound.net. Yeah. Uh, before the guy who owned the like the, that website or whatever was a jerk and decided not to like let people use it, so they had to switch to Starman. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, Clyde Mandolin, who uh, we've talked about before. Yep. Uh, as well as like Reed Young, who mm-hmm. co-founded the website, and a whole bunch of other people started to translate and basically told Nintendo, we'll take it down the moment you say that, you know, you're not, you're, you're going to bring mother three to the West. Yeah. And even though Nintendo could have sent them like a cease and desist, they kind of had this weird, awkward understanding where it was like, well, we're not going to give you mother three. So just do whatever you want. Right. And so in, uh, 2008, uh october 17th is when we got it so we would have ordered it by it would have been like towards the end of october maybe early november Mm -hmm. when you me and sean got these flashcards, and i distinctly remember we put them on plugged them in and it didn't work yep (laughs) we sat there for hours i just remember you and sean taking turns on the internet trying to figure it out and like I was lying on, uh, where were we at the was, time? Was, was it your bedroom? Maybe. We were in like I don't think it was mine. We were in like someone's bedroom, and I just remember lying there. And I was like, guys, I can't wait to put. <laughs> and you guys would be like, yeah, Mother Three. I'd be like, 1942 <laughs> onto this Game Boy Advance flashcard. I'd forgotten all about that. <laughs> And so I would just tiredly sit there and make the noises of 1942. I don't know why I thought it was so funny that I was going to put 1942 on this, but I'd be like, they played noises. And like, I tiredly was like jumping up and like poking you guys in the back and like making like plain, like machine gun noises, like, you know, and uh, I don't know why I thought I was so funny. No, it was. It was. 
like yeah, i'm trying well, to remember where we were like i feel like it might have been my place but i feel like more realistically you're you're certain it wasn't your 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 house or your parents house i, I mean it might have been that typically is where we hung out maybe it was was it sean's place we would have i can't and this is this is completely alienating for anybody who's listening that's not me craig or sean um but i can't imagine you like laying down in sean's place well he always had just so much crap in his room that like there's nowhere to lay down right and the computer that he would have used to work on things was was in the like the family like living room where the rest of his family also hung out and like watch tv and stuff you're right yeah it was either your place or mine i don't remember which i feel like it may have been yours and you were just like laying down on that like long white couch that you used to have that might be it yeah anyway that doesn't matter to anybody listening (laughs) but you can understand (laughs) it was a very important thing for us to figure out and so a few days later uh i don't remember if it was you or sean figured out that there was like some like file that like wasn't supposed to be in a folder or something and it it, we got Mm -hmm. it fixed yeah i can't that's blowing my mind that it was 2008 right so it hasn't been 15 years but almost (laughs) it's been 13 yeah Yeah, because i remember i remember working at my retail job at circuit city when that was a thing and like taking my lunch breaks and playing mother three so it was love, definitely between 2005, 2009. <laughs> I love how we are dating ourselves for this oh, uh, for episode. Sure. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, then we had a chance to finally play. And uh, you, me, and Sean all at the same time uh, went through it. I don't know which of us beat it first or whatever. Oh, probably not me. It, was, it had to have been either you or, you or Sean. And I would imagine based on just previous episodes that it was probably you. I did beat uh, uh, Mother 1 before everyone, but uh, I didn't beat Mother 2 before uh, uh, before you. Yeah. Well, that you also uh, played it way later than I did. I got it the month after yeah. it came out. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Mother 3, the sequel to Earthbound, mm-hmm. which the fans made sure that the fans could play it, which uh, shout out to starmen.net. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lord, how I love them. Yep. And they did a phenomenal job. And they made a uh, a, a Pokey Army survival guide. They made a, a player's guide a la the player's guide that came with Earthbound slash Mother 2. And yeah, it's I in the same vein. Up. Yeah, I, that's one of the first things I picked up as soon as they were like, hey, we've got this thing. You can get a printed version or you can download the PDF. I was like, yeah, send me the printed version. Yeah, absolutely. And it feel like it looks like the the player's guide that came with uh earthbound it's really well done it tells you you know the bits about the the landscape that you're going to the enemies that you're going to fight alongside it didn't come with scratch and sniff stickers which i'm a little bit disappointed about but what are you yeah. gonna do yeah nothing in life is perfect i suppose i uh, so let's before we end up spoiling the game, because in this episode, we are going to absolutely talk about the story because the story is one of the most important parts of Mother 3. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let's talk about how it's a little different than Mother 2, Earthbound. Mm-hmm. And this is going to be mostly you because, again, I it's been so so long since I played it. I barely remember like the the finer points of the story. And that's fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, so it's still uh, a game where you run into enemies on an overworld and you get turn-based battles. Mm-hmm. There's still the crazy acid-washed backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still the odometer hit point meter. Mm-hmm. However, there's a feature that was completely lost on me. That I that, loved. <laughs> that you loved because you have rhythm. <laughs> yes. Uh, depending on the song that was playing, there was a rhythm that you could tap your attack along to. And the more you did it on beat with the song, the more damage you would do. You could continually attack and and do more damage if you were on rhythm. And it was not an easy thing. I had to power level every <laughs> step of the way through this game because I could not do it to save my life. I feel like there were certain songs that gave me a run for my money, 
But uh, for the most part, I was avail- avail- uh, able to eventually find the rhythm and and do a decent enough job at it. But it was a, it, the, it, the timing was not very forgiving. So you I mean, you really had to be on your mark to do it. If it was a bit more forgiving, maybe I stood a chance. But yeah, uh, I, I don't have rhythm at all. Uh, there was maybe a few battle themes that I kind of started to get the hang of a little bit. I, uh, you know, uh, one of which we'll end up listening to later. I, mm-hmm. uh, you know, so uh, as far as that goes, that's one of the the biggest additions. But the other thing is the fact that there's not, whereas Earthbound is kind of like a, a you know, how would I put it? It's almost like a road trip. Mm-hmm. You know, Earthbound is sort of like you travel around, you go to all these different cities. In Mother 3, you tend to spend most of your time in Tazmili Village and the surrounding area. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of the RPG style kind of tropes that Earthbound kind of poked fun at sort of didn't make it into Mother 3. Which I feel is one of the game's strengths in the sense that it is different. It's more original. Mm-hmm. But on the other side, you know, like, yeah, the theme for the town is great. And, you know, there's like a sad version and then there's like a happier version. You know, there's different versions of the same town theme, which I think is a, a, an interesting way to go about it. But at the end of the day, you know, I would think I would have rather had been traveling to different cities and catching like themes like Onet and Tucson and Threed and Foresight and, you know, all these different places. Mm-hmm. I, you know, because yeah, I, I just feel like it's an interesting route they went with mother three. I wouldn't have changed it necessarily, but I don't think I like it as much as earthbound mother two. Right. I mean, it also has the, um, detriment that it came out when we weren't young kids and weren't like completely absorbed by this game you know we were um let's see 2008 so i would have been 23 at the time right uh and again having to play on my lunch breaks at work it was portable so you didn't have like setting on in front of it and playing it you know it was a it was a different experience and so you know, that's <laughs> 2008. I had just started dating my now wife and was probably trying to find times to play that amidst doing all of that kind of stuff. So, you know, some sometimes that a game doesn't hit you at the right time in life for it to really make as big of an impact. But I mean, not not to say anything the against this game, but, you know, just it was at, at a different time in our lives. So it doesn't we're not going to be able to dive as deeply into Mother 3 as we could Mother 2. I, that's a good point, uh, though I will say that uh, as we near the end of this episode, uh, there certainly is uh, uh, some stuff in the game that impacted me greatly, uh, you know, as we get into the the later story, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but we'll, of course, save that for uh, spoiler territory. I'm a little bit worried uh, about spoilers because I don't remember enough and I'm wondering how it will affect my playthrough. Because well, I, I mean, again, I have. Uh, I did. I've got this set up on my computer. I don't know where that I mean, I don't even know where that cartridge is, that flashcard. I know I've still got it somewhere, but I certainly wouldn't be able to play it because I don't think I have a Game Boy Advance. It's in working enough condition for me to sit down and put the hours into it. So I'll be playing it on my PC fairly soon. But anyway, I yeah, I was just going to say I uh, I know that it's in. My flashcard is inside one of my DS games, the the little clamshell, you know, case, mm-hmm. but I don't know which one. <laughs> it's somewhere in my apartment. Yeah. I uh, But I Yeah, so the uh the basic premise of Mother 3 is I uh, Lucas and his family, so Lucas, his twin brother Claus, uh his dad Flint, his mom Hinawa and uh, their dog Boney, uh, you know, live in this. Uh, I'm in this area called the Nowhere Islands, mm-hmm. and uh, while uh, Flint's family is away visiting Hinawa's father, uh, the Pig Mask Army attacks, and explosions start rocking through the woods. 
a forest fire starts and the first chapter is kind of not only getting you familiar with the town and its people, mm-hmm. but it's about Flint going off to, you know, make sure his family's okay. Uh, and that's sort of what sends you off on this adventure uh, that eventually has Lucas teaming up with, uh, you know, uh, the thief duster, Kumatora, a young girl, and his dog, Boney, uh, to kind of, you know, essentially... Uh, it sounds sort of vague, but sort of save the world, like, you know, mm-hmm. do big things, investigate the pig mask army, you know, all this stuff. Uh, and aside from that, I don't want to reveal much else about Mother 3, you know, without giving a big spoiler warning before we get into the, you know, some of the meteor stuff towards the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the, the, the game itself uh, is very emotional, though. Yeah, I remember some of that. Not in depth, but I just remember there's some some tough stuff. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And, you know, much like Earthbound, Mother 2, you know, there, there is a lot of humor in the game. Like, yeah. once again, Shigesato Itoi does a, a bang-up job with the, the humor, the writing, mm-hmm. you know, the... The, the team that translated it did a Marcus Lindblom level job. Yeah. Again, shout outs to, to Clyde Mandolin and all the folks that, that worked on getting this game translated. This, I, so like I said, I, I recently uh, downloaded the fan translation and, and played through maybe like the first five minutes and it is just insanely charming. Mm-hmm. Like the, you start in this, in the opening area, it's your, your grandfather's house. And you're supposed to find where your brother was because there are uh, Dragos and he wants to show you something about them. Like they brought the family. So you're supposed to go visit this family of dinosaurs, essentially. And uh, you're we walk outside the house and you go to look for him and you can go to the east or you can go south. And if you go too far south, uh, you get stopped by dialogue that says there's a bug walking here. You don't want to step on it. So maybe just don't go this way right now. (laughs) Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it just it's like so many moments in that little bit, even as like, it's explaining you how you can do your dash mechanic. There's a mole cricket that comes up and makes you fight him. So you can kind of get used to the battle system. And in that like 10, 15 minutes I spent playing the very beginning, there were at least three times that I legitimately like laughed out loud. Like, Oh, that's, that's like, that's cute. That's charming. It's like, it just makes you smile. Yeah. I, I, you know, the, the game is like you said, immensely charming. And uh, it uses that charm to get you attached to its characters, its world, its people. And, you know, some heavy stuff happens in the game. And, uh, you know, the, I, I'll, I always distinctly remember the commercial uh, because, you know, I wanted to play this game so much. And so I just sort of absorbed every little thing I could. And the commercial in Japan is really weird. Shigesato Itoi, I guess, is the one who is like, this is the commercial we're going with. And instead of showing gameplay, it's an actress. Uh, her name is uh, uh, Ko Shibasaki. Uh, Shibasaki. And it's her, like, kind of on the verge of tears, talking about this game and, uh, you know, like, w- what it meant to her and stuff. And, like, it plays the theme of love from the game. And like, that's the commercial. Hmm. That's it. And so I, I feel like, you know, you, you see that commercial and it's like, uh, what? But when you play the game, it's like, yeah, okay, I get it. <laughs> uh, but uh, Xander, I do also want to talk a little bit about our, our sort of journey to even get to the GBA version. Oh, yeah. Um, so early in, or I guess the late 90s, around the time that the Nintendo 64 came out, we saw a 3d render of mother three. Yeah. Uh, and it was supposed to come out for the N64 disc, uh, disc drive. And I remember thinking like, I'm so excited for the Nintendo 64 DD. This would be so cool. Earthbound's coming. You guys, this would be great. I was so enthusiastic about the uh, 64 DD add on. Mm-hmm. The fact that we were going to get like extra content in like Zelda games, I imagine that they might essentially add more content to Mario 64. 
there was just so much that I was so enthusiastic about. And when Nintendo Power was like, hey, Earthbound 2, I was like, oh, my Mm -hmm. God. Yeah, I don't remember if it was a just the I, I just vividly remember seeing that video of Flint in the minecart going through the the mine like in the mine ride and I'm like who's oh, earthbound we're gonna get earthbound <laughs> uh it was uh I think it was I don't know if it was originally but it was a a section in Nintendo Power I think called Closer Look maybe and yeah we got like a two page spread about uh essentially it was Casmilly Village mm-hmm. Lucas Claus Flint Boney we were seeing the makings the origin of uh Mother Three. And uh, according to Shigesato Itoi, uh, Mother 3 actually originally began development on the Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And it ended up switching over to the 64DD. But uh, I guess his original idea was that he wanted to like have like a, uh, it was almost like a murder mystery where it was like a detective who was kind of a scumbag. And the story sort of started from the point of the view of like a girl working in a florist shop Mm -hmm. and like the city would sort of open up slowly to like, you know, have you kind of encompass all these extra little stories that like kind of tell you what's going on. And that sort of storytelling ended up kind of making it into Mother 3 because, you know, it does. It starts off in a small area. It sort of blooms out a bit, but it mostly is all about this particular city and all of its people inside of it. And, uh, you know, it's it's interesting that, you know, like the the kind of those initial rough ideas sort of bloomed into Mother 3. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the 64DD, it, you know, flopped in Japan. Yeah. And so I guess they tried to switch it over to the GameCube. And his team just could not handle three, uh, 3d graphics. Yeah. And seeing some of the, the screenshots, I'm like, I'm kind of okay with the direction they took. I mean, as exciting as it was like that episode or that issue of Nintendo power where you saw the barrel and the little like polygonal Mr. Saturn hiding behind it. Uh, you know, as as cool as that looked like it's not as charming as the, the game boy advance version eventually was. Let's face it. The polygonal style graphics of that era do not age well, but sprite art does. Yeah. And Mother 3 on GBA going back to that like sprite art, because let's face it, the GBA is basically a portable Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. It, it was the right choice. Yep, for sure. It took a long time. And, you know, I mean, one way or another, we weren't getting Mother 3. Mm-hmm whether it came out on the 64 sooner, whether it hit the GameCube, GBA, we were not getting this game localized. Yep. And so, you know, I, I think that waiting for the game to, to be where it should have been. And don't be wrong. Graphics aren't everything by any stretch of the imagination, mm-hmm. but you know, there's other things that come into it. Like, you know, control. Just like, you know, is was the game going to control very well being in that 3D environment? Mm-hmm. Quest 64, you know, isn't terrible when it comes to the art style and uh, uh, controls, but it's not very good. Yeah, I mean, Quest 64 is still easily in the top 10 RPGs for Nintendo 64. Because only because there only... are only like 10. Yeah, uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, it is a top 10 <laughs> RPG. Good for you, Quest 64. <laughs> Slow clap. You did a crackerjack job. <laughs> but yeah, that does not, it did not age well. And mostly the camera. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yes, I, I am glad that Mother 3 ended up on the GBA. You know, it, it's, it's a shame we didn't get Mother 3 on the Super Nintendo as like one of the last Super Nintendo games that they were going to do. Yeah. But once again, we wouldn't have gotten it in America anyway. Yeah. And I don't know. No. I guess we would have eventually okay. found a, some some kind of like, I think there's like the uh, SNES 2SD cartridges you can get and load up ROMs on. So we could have we could have eventually gotten there. 
I mean, let's face it. By the time we were in high school, we were already seeing fan translations for things like Bahamut Lagoon mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Trials of Mana, Seiken Densetsu uh, 3. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly, uh, in a perfect world, I suppose it would have been on the Super Nintendo and we would have gotten a fan translation of it way sooner than we did Mother 3 on the GBA. Mm-hmm. But, you know, all things considered, it's still a wonderful game and I'm glad that it eventually made its way unofficially (laughs) to our hands officially unofficial yeah it it blows my mind that as much of a cult hit as uh you know the mother series is to the west nowadays Mm -hmm. that nintendo hasn't tried to like be like hey mother one through three on the switch here you go Mm -hmm. because it seems like a no-brainer at this point especially with like Square Enix being like, hey, we translated Second Dead Sets 3. And, you know, like they're just pumping out these games that like we didn't have access to before. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, there's an audience for it. It's not impossible to do, but Nintendo just, they don't even want to put Earthbound on the uh, stinking uh, Nintendo online service. Yeah. Maybe one day they'll care about us. I mean, no, Xander, they <laughs> never will. I mean, let's let's look. Uh, Metroid Fusion came out, what, 2001? 20 years later, we're finally getting its sequel. And that's a game that people like. So. I mean, a, a game that a Western audience really, really enjoys and like is, mm-hmm. is proven to make money. Um, maybe we'll get Mother 3 translated and, and brought over. Uh, after we die. So long as someone gets to enjoy it, <laughs> uh, though, I will say I, I rather hope that they title it uh, Earthbound Conclusions. Oh, that'd be nice. Earthbound we, Beginnings, Earthbound and then Earthbound Conclusions. Yeah. Wow, that's cool. I mean, don't be wrong. I, they, <laughs> I'm more than happy for them to call it Mother 3. Yeah. But, uh, right. you know, keep the keep the theme going at this point. Yeah, for sure. I so I. What do you say we put up a spoiler warning, Xander? So do we gotta? I mean, I kind of want to talk about <laughs> uh, uh, the the moment, the, the only moment that made me cry in a video game. Really? Only one? All right. Well, I mean, I've teared up in other games. Okay. But this is the only game that made me ball like a baby. Fair enough. Let's, uh, let's, let's. Put up our spoiler warning. You have, uh, let's see, you got 10 seconds and then we're going to start talking about this game. So if you don't want to hear it, then stop listening in three, two, one. If you're still listening, it's your fault. Yeah, all you. You didn't listen to us when uh, we told you we talked about Mother 3 and now you ain't listening to us when you think that we're not going to spoil it. But uh, guess what? Uh, Pokey's the final boss. How do you feel about that? Mm-hmm. Not good, I hope. Yeah, that's what you well, get. Well, actually, he's not the final boss, and we'll get to that in a moment. <laughs> so a, a trick spoiler. Now, hopefully, exactly. you're not paying attention. So you find out, uh, and you wouldn't normally have thought this, but Pokey's name in Mother 2, the Japanese version, is Porky. Uh-huh. And so only then does it dawn on you as you play this game and get to New Pork City at the end of it, that it's Pokey. Porky, who's behind everything. The loved ones that you lost in Tasmili Village. The fact that your brother is working with Porky to unseal these needles and essentially bring ruin to the world. Mm-hmm. It is pokey behind everything oh my lord do i hate pokey (laughs) so much more after playing mother three and he creeps me right the heck out when you go through that weird museum that he has devoted to ness i don't even remember that you go through like a museum and it has ness's stuff and it like shows you that Porky and Ness were buddies and you know that that's not true <laughs> and it is so weird and unsettling. Huh. Yeah. So I uh, you get to the end though 
And I will say that uh, Porky has the most satisfying conclusion to a final boss ever. I almost I, final boss. Yeah, I'm going to. Uh, if you do, you want to talk about that? I do. Okay. Uh, because I literally do not remember. I'm gonna take. Oh. I'm Pop gonna take, off those headphones, yeah, Xander. I'll take off my headphones. You give me a thumbs up when you're ready to, to go back. Uh, yep. So here's. Do you want me to? Uh, I, I also keep you out of the loop when it comes to the final final boss and the yes. moment that made me stop. Yes. yes, I don't remember that at all. And Absolutely. Take off those uh, headphones. I'm about to get super serious. <laughs> all right, and I'm just gonna watch this all visually. So this will be fun for me too. All, all right. right. Uh, Brb. So. Everybody, without Xander. Uh, and Xander will come back to listen to this after he plays through Mother 3 again. So, Xander, I, 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 I commend you for, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, doing, doing what was God, what's right so you can, can experience you this again. <laughs> uh, so, you confront Pokey, who has forced Dr. Andonuts to make him something that will protect him. And he makes the absolute safety capsule. So you fight Pokey in this boss battle. He's tough. And then you defeat him. And Pokey's like, yeah, but, you know, I'm immortal. I Traveling through time, all this manipulation I've done, I will never die. And he's like, and I'm going to make sure that there's nothing you could do to even hurt me in the least. And he gets into the absolute safety capsule. And you hit it over and over. And it does zero damage to Porky. And that's when Dr. Antonuts comes out. And he says, yep, nothing can get into this. Nothing can get out of it. Porky will spend an eternity. He will watch the sun turn to cinders in the sky as he is stuck in the absolute safety capsule forever. That makes me rather happy because I hate Pokey. I hate him so bad. And he deserves that so much. But the part that makes me bawl my eyes out. For our listeners, probably an overwhelming majority of you, unless you've pieced clues together, I uh, sprinkled into uh, the podcast Noiseland Arcade, where we talk about The Simpsons. Uh, I had a uh, rather emotional event happen when I was a child where my father died. And my father uh, committed suicide. It's a very heavy topic. Uh, for anyone out there who, you know, needs it, you know, reach out, suicide hotlines, you know, just do everything you can to live for a better day. And it ain't that easy for people with depression like he had. Uh, but in, uh, the ending of Mother 3, when Lucas, when Lucas reaches out to his brother, Claus, who is sort of, you know, been manipulated and transformed into this machine-like being called the Masked Man by Porky and his machinations. Oh, God, I hate him. Uh, Lucas reaches out and can't harm his brother. But Lucas has the Franklin badge, which reflects thunder attacks. And uh, the spirit of Lucas and Claus's mother, Hinawa, pleads with Claus to stop and, you know, stop what he's doing, stop resisting. And essentially that she'd like to be with him now. Claus apologizes for everything he did talks about how much he loves Lucas and his family, and then proceeds to shoot PK lightning at Lucas, knowing that it will reflect back and it kills him. Claus committing suicide uh, made me bawl my eyes out when I played this game. Uh, I was immensely emotional, and I don't know if I had cried since I was a kid before that moment, like it had been at least probably 
five to 10 years before I, uh, yeah, probably t- uh, over 10 years, I think over 10 years. So that'd have been 98. My father passed away in 1993. Uh, so yeah, that, that is, uh, the, the moment that even though I think mother two is a better game, uh, mother three affected me probably more than just about any other game could. But let's go ahead and make things happy again and bring Xander back on to the episode. Xander. Yeah. Xander, I... uh, we got real. We got real heavy. And I'm excited for you to play through Mother 3 and come back to this moment, listen to it, and be like, oh, God, I'm so glad I wasn't there for that. I uh, saw you weeping. It was, uh, it was, it was just me and the fans. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, it, it got, uh, it got real. Uh, so I turned my microphone down and, uh, so I, that if I were to make any noises, I'm like browsing through these books and stuff that I have all around my desk, I wouldn't make any noise. And, uh, I realized that after I took my headphones off and set them down, they were loud enough that I could still hear you. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no. God, I got to turn this down. <laughs> I, uh, but uh, Xander, is there uh, anything we'd like to talk about before we start chatting about the music? Um, I guess the only thing I would say, mm-hmm. um, is that the fan translation is still available, uh, and will be until Nintendo officially announces that it is uh, it is a, going to be a thing. In which case, they've said multiple times we will take it down. Um, so if you are interested in checking that out, you can go to starman.net and then you can just click on the mother three fan translation and you'll eventually get there. Um, or it's mother three dot dot net. So mother, th- mother, the number three dot F O B B Y dot net. And it gives you all the details about how what uh, emulator they recommend. They tell you the, the file, like how you need to do it. The only thing that's on you is to f- try to find a legit copy of the game um, and, you know, back up, get the get the actual ROM file yourself. They will not do that for you, uh, but it's easy enough to find. Um, and they also it's got a ton of resources uh, for you to go and find official merch, which I think has all been taken down since the website was uh, last updated. Um, but it still points to a whole bunch of cool stuff to kind of look through, including a interview with Shigesato Itoi. So if you are interested in Mother 3, you want to know more about it, go to starman.net or at the very least go and take a look at mother3.fabi.net and that's where you can get the fan translation. Yeah, And honestly, the website is just fun in general with fan art. There are like fanfics, there's uh, fan theories. It's just starman.net in general is a really wonderfully fun earthbound centric website uh so yeah definitely check that out Mm -hmm. so uh we will take a quick break and hear a word from one of our partners and we will dive right back into the wonderful music of mother three imagine being stuck in a room for days far from your friends and family while feeling sick and scared now imagine being in that same room but having access to online gaming virtual reality 3d printing lego robotics and the ability to create your own twitch channel At CS Mott Children's Hospital, we use video game technology to improve our patients' lives and help them reach their therapeutic goals. But we can't do it without your help. Every device and interaction provided to our patients is paid for by the thoughtful donations of gamers like you. If you want to help, then go to tiltify.com slash mottchildren. That's T-I-L-T-I-F-Y dot com slash M-O-T-T children. There, you can make a one-time donation, or if you're a content creator, learn how to stream for Mott. So if you want to help other gamers like you, please visit tiltify.com slash mottchildren and play for the little victors. So we've got a couple tracks to look at. The soundtrack for this game was not composed by Kaichi Suzuki or Hip Tanaka. Instead, we have Shogo Sakai, who jumped in, um, who is also known for a lot of the Kirby soundtracks and uh, did just a bang up job on the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, he did a great job. I uh I, I am a little sad that uh the the two from you know mother one and mother two uh were unavailable, I guess, for for you know working on mother three. Mm-hmm. Uh it is definitely a shame. 
Uh, but Shoko Sakai did a great job. Uh, and he also put in a lot of wonderful little kind of Easter egg themes. Mm-hmm. Like uh, when you're on the beach, it plays a theme very reminiscent to Summers. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of callbacks to the themes in, uh, uh, you know, mostly the big themes in Mother 1 and 2, like Winners and, uh, uh, you know, Pollyanna, things like that. They, you know, he just did a great job doing his own thing, mm-hmm. doing a lot of, uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, uh, when music has like callbacks. Like leitmotif. Leitmotifs, thank you. Uh, yeah, he does a great job with the leitmotifs and reusing themes, like the 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 theme of love is used perpetually throughout the uh, soundtrack uh, and is a very emotional one. Mm-hmm. Which we'll hear in our examples. It's a strong soundtrack that it like stands well on its own as well as it does kind of have enough similarities to previous games that it, it doesn't seem like this is a weird departure, you know, so it really kind of keeps mm-hmm. you in that in that mother um, kind of mindset, especially, you know, if you haven't played the game in almost 13 years, like some of us, <laughs> right. When you jump back in, it's nice to hear these, uh, these themes again and and think, oh man, yeah, that's, this is what I, uh, what I was hoping to hear. Um, so do you want to start off with our uh, our first song here? Uh, yeah, uh, we're listening to the theme of love first. Yep, we'll start with the theme of love um, and then we will jump into a couple different things. And like I said, we'll, we've got a few examples that kind of have that light motif here. So this is the Mother 3 love theme. play a uh a song here um you know let's just go ahead and play it now so you can hear it it's while it's fresh in your mind this is the uh the first spot right as you leave your uncle's or rather your grandpa's cabin uh this one's called mom's hometown let's see if you can pick up on that light motif we've mentioned charming song i love all the extra little like instrument tracks a little guitar track that goes up it's just really neat and the stereo effect is is really cool just kind of hearing some of it on one side and yeah anyway i'll stop interrupting you (laughs) shogo sakai did a great job 
with uh, uh, the, the mom's hometown theme. And it's just interesting that like, as you go through mother three, that town theme alters and twists and changes as, you know, uh, essentially like capitalism descends upon the city and it becomes a little bit more, you know, modern and stuff. And like, you know, just interesting things, uh, or, and Shogo Sakai was able to do very interesting things with just that, you know, that kind of theme, the theme of love and, you know, how he was able to apply it to, especially like the town themes. Mm-hmm. So we've got uh, two battle themes we're going to listen to as the other two songs. Uh, the first one up is uh, Unfounded Revenge. And those of you who are fans of the Smash Brothers series may recognize this song a little bit. don't want to stop these songs <laughs> they're real good and that is the only battle theme that i think i was halfway decent <laughs> on getting the rhythm of i love the the militaristic snare drum sound that it has throughout there as you're fighting the porky army oh yeah they have that with uh, a lot of the battle themes with the the pig mask army mm-hmm. but especially unfounded revenge which is the theme of uh one recurring enemy who pops in and out through uh throughout from the pig mask army mm-hmm. Uh, so our last song we're going to take a listen to is just, I mean, it might rival Pokey Means Business. It's that good. It's real good. Let's take a listen to Porky's Porky's. callback of the uh the kind of 8-bit-ish kind of sounding intro to the song before it really picks up i love that so much i love that it has a light motif of like the pig mask army theme in there mm-hmm. uh just everything about that theme is so fun and exciting yeah man i can't wait to play this game again <laughs> uh, yeah i'm excited to to hear your uh, uh re-reactions if you will uh to replaying through the game well, you might not have to just hear them, Craig. Oh. Uh, this episode, so we're recording a little bit in advance, which uh, those of you who have listened to the show for a long time might know. Um, and I think this episode will go live in about two weeks from now. Uh, oh, nuts. I'm going to be on vacation. Rats. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> my, after vacation. My plan was to uh, to start streaming this the day that the uh, the episode came out. 
So uh, we'll see. I, man, I completely forgot. I've got two random vacations coming up late in uh, stupid summer, stupid family vacations. Family vacations. Yeah, that doesn't sound like Mother 3. So much for road trips. <laughs> and I even I, part of me is like, ah, I should just still load it up on my laptop and, and play anyway. But then you guys don't get to watch. I don't know. Maybe we'll just do maybe you will just have to hear my reactions i want to play this game again so bad especially after playing the first like 15 minutes this more uh the, earlier this afternoon man i am very excited to catch your reactions again uh and also for you to go back to uh the secret part that xander did <laughs> not hear uh which uh Shout out to any listeners who uh, uh, reach out to us through Discord, Facebook, stuff like that. Uh, make sure that you ain't spoiling what that serious conversation was about, yeah. uh, because you know we don't we don't need uh, Xander getting spoilers here, right? And if you do if you do jump in the Discord, we strongly recommend you learn. Uh, you know that you can do the shift forward slash or the backslash key um, twice before and after your message, and that will put up the spoiler tags in Discord so that I don't have to read these things. But yeah, I probably will anyway because I'm a sucker. <laughs> uh, or private messages are fine yeah. too, of course. But uh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, I uh, I'm very uh, very excited for you to be playing through uh, uh, Mother Three again. Me as well. Uh, you know, I I mean, there's just there's honestly just so much much like Earthbound where we can go on and on. You know, Mother Three has like you know a ton of stuff to talk about that we just never got to talk about mm-hmm. you know aside from the fact we glossed over characters there's like the uh uh the magif- magipsies the uh uh the creepy mushroom forest facade who's a giant jerk salsa the monkey who's adorable who you made a uh, infernape for me and named him after salsa yes i did uh <laughs> back in uh pokemon diamond pearl days we would uh make pokemon for each other uh because we're adorable yep and I made an Infernape and I named him Salsa. Which is great because Salsa can be spicy and spicy is hot and fire is hot. It's a good idea. <laughs> also, uh, I thought it was a pretty good Pokemon. Yeah, it definitely was. I remember. I usually remember the name Salsa more than I remember Infernape, which is a little embarrassing, but not embarrassing at all because we're the best friends ever. <laughs> that is true. Yes, we is. Well, uh, I feel like we don't need a retro relapse for this episode because I didn't play anything this afternoon. Oops. <laughs> the only thing I played was the first 15 minutes of Mother 3. <laughs> I'm kind of sad that I didn't force you to play 1942 for the retro relapse. <laughs> if only we had had the Heinz or the uh, the foresight to know that 1942 would have been an amazing retro relapse. Have you played it before? Uh, not enough to to say I remember anything about it. Could you lie? No. Do you want to? You want me to pause and do it right now? Play some nineteen forty two. Here's what I'm going to do for you, Xander. I want you to close your eyes. Okay. Okay, it's a plane. It's taking off. Okay, it's shooting the other planes. Oh, that power up? Oh man, sweet! Now my my plane is shooting more more of the bullets. Oh neat! Oh, I'm so good at this game, I never died. Wow, that uh, was a lot of fun. Xander, I think that you're uh, ready for retro relapse. <laughs> I'll say. Let's take a look at our retro relapse for this week. Jones in for a classic game. It's time for retro relapse on the Legend of Retro podcast. Relapse. So, 1942 uh, was released by Capcom in December of 1984. It is a scrolling shooter game uh, that was designed by Yoshiki Okamoto and is set in the Pacific theater of World War II and is loosely based on the Battle of Midway. And you shoot things. And you fly over the water and some land. Eight out of eight would shoot my friends again. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my experience was really good. I would, uh, I would definitely give that uh, probably a seven out of eight. The, uh, the, I didn't really hear a lot of music, and uh, the sound effects weren't great. But uh, I understand it was, it was from nineteen eighty four. So you know what are you gonna do? But I liked how I good I was. This, 
I thought the sound effects were uh, quite good. Eh, not really. They could have been better. Seven out of eight. Seven out of eight. <laughs> I make a game for you. <laughs> and you give me a seven out of eight. Yeah. Like I said, I didn't hear any any soundtrack. I didn't hear... It. I mean, the sound effects were okay, but... Uh, you know what I would have loved to have heard? What's that? Is once I blew up the enemy, if I could have heard just something just akin to... your eyes out of their sockets but at least i'll still be able to hear and the pigs will feast upon your corpse okay I'll mail your head to your wife. Oh, so good. <laughs> oh man, it's too bad we don't actually. You know, we do have a new, uh, a new bracket, and going up first is this song. <laughs> because I was under the impression our next bracket is going to be all the ways that I want to murder you. No, it's a special one-time bracket that the fans can vote on. Um, probably only in Discord. But it's going to be that, that song that we just listened to and it's going up against... It's a remix. And they'll never find your spinal column. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think I've derailed this episode enough, Greg. We've done. We've talked about Mother 3. We've played the music. We played a retro relapse. We had a fan bracket or a music bracket. What else is there to do? I murder you. (laughs) Okay, well, let's move on to that. We'll uh, we'll do that off-screen, release that as a Patreon episode. And uh, thanks for listening and indulging us. Uh, next time, we will talk about Mother 4. Oh. oh I made myself sad. Oh, you made me sad. <laughs> <laughs> I've got something that'll cheer you up. <laughs> should never do episodes when i'm tired (laughs) and the rats will feast upon your entrails oh that'll do it for this week's episode of the legend of retro (laughs) we'll see y'all next time when when the the legend legend continues. continues
last thing you will hear is the cracking of your vertebrae one by one. <laughs>